0: Hi, I'm Paul Ford. And I am Rich Ciotti. We
1: are the co-founders of Postlight, and this is Track Changes, our official podcast. Postlight is a digital product studio in New York City. And well, Rich, today we don't have a guest, we just have ourselves. And that's fine and good. And we, I have a cold. I can tell. Oh. I feel a little bad for you. Yeah, my noi- my voice is really nasally, so feel bad for the thousands of people who are going to listen to this program and yeah. have to listen to my. I've tried everything: honey, everything. ginger,
0: everything. What is it? Witch hazel I, or something? I tried a neti gun. It, oh, nothing works. Don't want to be around for that. No. That is not safe. It's a bad scene. Okay, so whatever.
1: Sinuses, uh, the problem of dads worldwide, now brought to you live on your podcast. Yeah. <sighs> so we do have something exciting to share though. Oh my God. We're doing stuff. You know, we're gonna talk we did something new. We're doing something new. We did. We're doing new things. We we threw an event a little while ago. We did, and it was the event to launch PostLight Labs.
0: Yes. What's a lab? You know, it's a weighty thing, right? When you say labs, like what are you doing? You're you're not even a year old. Yeah, you have a department in your company. Yeah, you need more departments because we already have like yeah. engineering,
1: product management, design. But
0: that's really not even a department. It's
1: just uh, disciplines. Those that are the live disciplines. Within. Well, uh, they kind of they have their own leadership, yeah. but they're very f- like they function to like get people yeah. there, get clients their products. That's, that's what
0: right. So our job. We're Most ag- often. Most often. We're an agency or, or a studio. We are hired to ship stuff or help people ship stuff. And usually there is, infused into that mandate, is a lot of conservative thinking. There's a particular budget that we can't go over. There is a thing we have to check certain boxes. Otherwise, it's, it's a failure. Can I make an observation there, too? It's actually hard to go fast. Of course. When of course. you're when you're
1: working with a client cuz you need consensus, you need buy-in, they need to a know lot of cause it's round expen- trips. It's expensive to build software. So there's a lot of like, kind of gating mechanisms that you go up
0: against them. You wait a minute. Then they say go, and then you build a thing. Exactly. And and we're builders. And when you're a builder, there's almost like a childlike sort of curiosity and enthusiasm around an idea and how you want to see it become real.
1: Play. We all got to do this business because we like to play with computers.
0: I th- yes, agreed. And the thinking around labs, and it is it is not something that automatically, just because you put up a labs shingle up means you're going to be able to do it. The thinking around it is, this is a place where you can take more risks, where you can explore whether your idea can become something, or maybe will become something. And it's a place where we actually encourage that sort of risk. And the thinking is to share out, hopefully, what we make. Sometimes stuff's left on the floor, right? I mean, a lot of labs, I mean, even labs in universities and in... Pharmaceutical companies, a lot of stuff never makes it out because it failed. Right. So stuff fails. So failure um, is no big deal. Failure is no big deal. You're going um, to assume it. In fact, uh, you should assume it. If you if it's safe, simple, basic, run of the mill stuff, it's not really a lab project. Yeah. And the thinking is that you know people at Postlight and possibly people outside of Postlight may partner up with us to go on these expeditions where riskier stuff gets designed and built. Because there's these big questions out in the
1: world. That, look, I've seen a lot of labs. I've looked at lots of labs over time. And there's like the Bell Labs, which, you know, the well, trans- that's, transistor that's, was yeah. came out. And then there are these kind of like media lab kind of environments, which yep. tend to get in trouble after a couple of years. They <laughs> get like a little mandate. and Then they're like, hey, look at this. It's a code hanger that will tell you the time. Yeah. And everyone's like, huh. Yeah, that's not what I expected
0: from my cable television provider. Right, is or it- or they get it. Hey, clever, but f- what'd you do here? Like that's our revenue source. Yeah. You just sidestepped. it. Yeah, that's true. Right, you just built a thing that makes our value proposition irrelevant, and so button that up. <laughs> yeah, put let's, that let's in the put drawer. that away. Yeah, let's put that away. So you you get exactly, and and the thing I think that's interesting about our position in this is that. We don't live inside of that broader mandate, which is to sell advertising or to sell units or to get subscribers or whatever. If you
1: had a mission for our organization, right, it's to ship really good product really, really fast yes. so that lots of people could use it sooner. Yes. So that's really in keeping with the goal of a labs because the danger in labs is lack of discipline. Which sounds counterintuitive, right? You got to give people room and time to play, but they also have to turn that into
0: something or share it out. Yes, so I think this was in our. This has been in our DNA from day one. In fact, we built a thing. Frankly, in the middle, if I if you think about the timing of of gift battle, we built this. All right. So the, 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 the thing
1: battle. was we 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 were supposed to do an animated holiday card, a gif.
0: That we yeah. send out to everybody. Yeah,
1: that was going to be like an animated GIF. It somehow, through the process of people <laughs> being involved, it turned into an animated GIF chat battle scoring
0: app. Which is insane, right? Yeah. and You can go to gifbattle.zone and have a GIF battle with your friend right and now. And I have to tell you, I don't really know how that got greenlit. Right. Because if you add up, if you want to be really diligent about... The dollars behind the cost oh, of an my, initiatives. It was
1: my fault. That one was kind of my fault. Okay, whatever. I got it. I got I it. Just,
0: I just came to work when I'm like, what's going on? No, There's I got it moving.
1: And then I didn't. It was the company was brand new. And I was like, oh, let's do an animated car. And then people were like, how about if we had like, a gift chat? That's like, cool. Real time chat is a great thing for us to signal out to the world. Okay. This and, is why you shouldn't be an executive. Right, no, exactly. I know I, exactly. I'm hereby resigned. But the. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, you know what? I've product managed successfully before in my life. I'll just product manage this. Yeah. But then, of course, we had to go out and sell services. So and you left the project. I left it, but, of course, I didn't really admit that I had because I felt guilty. Right, I felt bad. And so I just so, was like, oh, well.
0: So it, it sort of drifted into this funky state. And then
1: I had no product manager, and everybody was trying to keep me happy because I'm the co-founder. I, I created it a a, I created a disaster. Yeah,
0: I spent a lot of our money without knowing I was doing it and right. just created a disaster. Right, right, right. But we got it on rails. We put a product manager on it. We put a designer on it. The engineers felt good about getting it done, and we got it done and we shipped it. And, and we actually
1: had we had a great post mortem
0: too. Like it would actually lesson like, learned. Yeah, yeah lessons and, learned. Yeah, sure. And for me, it was a
1: chance. I, the first time I in the company, we were a couple months in. It was the first time I was able. To show people that I could take that critical feedback, that I welcomed it, mm-hmm. that it was like you know the fact that I had like dropped the ball on this thing was okay, yeah, and that it didn't need a product manager who wasn't me and, yeah. and stuff like that, and so that that was pretty good in retrospect. Like we shipped a thing, we mm-hmm. used a very modern framework, yep. We learned a little bit about each other, and yeah, you know, I'm realizing how much of what we do is about figuring out a process that's going to work even better the next time.
0: Sure, and and it really speaks to. The personality, the collective personality that was taking form at Postlight, like it, it we're got, gonna do weird there. stuff. We're not gonna sit around and write white papers if we're not on a project. We're gonna we're gonna do stuff. So institutionalizing it in a Postlight Labs just made a lot of sense. You have a you have a lot of
1: strong beliefs about this, and I agree. Like shipping a product is the best way
0: to communicate what you're about if you are a product company. I I believe that, and I believe it's an expensive approach to marketing. <laughs> I'll admit, uh, because yeah, but I mean that's just life. Like we're you know I was a pretty
1: successful writer for years, and you but know, that's only a part of why we it, do this. But it's the way that people knew that they should hire me to do interesting writing projects was because of all the writing I had in the world. Yeah,
0: just keep like, doing stuff.
1: Yeah, so you can I can sit there and say I have a great team that can build you anything. I've met hundreds of great teams that can build you anything. Uh, I've met like 10 great teams that will actually ship something.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. And it takes a certain level of discipline to do it without a doubt. And Hundreds might have been an exaggeration if for, if anyone's fact-checking. <laughs> Probably more like 60. <laughs> so we threw a party a couple of weeks ago. And we didn't want to just say welcome and introducing PostLite Labs. We wanted to launch something with it. Yeah. With the announcement because that would have been lame if it's we would have just kind of a said, great blog post about this written by
1: a product manager at Postsite named Toy Great post. About – uh,
0: By the way, for those that don't know, there is a Track Changes newsletter. Trackchanges.postlight.com. That you should check out and subscribe to. It's awesome. Yep. So uh, we put toy on it.
1: Yes. We said, look, we're going to do this event on October 20th, was it? I believe it was. That's right. October 20th. We're going to do it in a new space. We're going to launch Postlight Labs. And we're going to announce three new products.
0: Which is bananas. Just
1: yeah. bananas. Yeah. Right. She made a very good, colorful spreadsheet, which you can see if you go to that site.
0: Yeah. And credit to Toy. She was thinking about all the gaps. There were all these pieces, but it wasn't about the pieces. It was about the gaps between the pieces (laughs) and pushing them forward and forward and forward. And we got it done. And We also
1: decided to put a little book together with excerpts from the podcast. On top of all that. Yeah. Yeah. So what were the products? Let's start there.
0: Yeah. So... First, well, we had this thing called the Mercury Amp Converter. Which we've talked about in prior podcasts. Yes.
1: But Amp is a standard from Google that that loads very quickly on mobile. There's a lot, lot more about it, but start there. Correct. And the Mercury Amp Converter will take any page and it will turn it into an AMP page that can load quickly. So for publishers, this is a great
0: shortcut. We launched that when 1,000 publishers signed up. Yes. So, so. a 1,000 separate websites yep. are using this. A lot site. of good conversations yep. came from that. Yep. And we said, you know what? The secret sauce inside of that AMP converter is the web parser. And we, we have a good amount of institutional knowledge around web parsers because if you look at the, the genealogy... Sure, Ancestry.com. What's that called? For the
1: listeners, yeah, genealogy. He's just pointing at me and saying <laughs> genealogy. Like, like, if like, you
0: look at the genealogy of the of of the knowledge and experience of some of the people at Postlight, we are. Uh, you, if you trace it back, readability uh, came from some of the brains at Postlight and some of the brains that are not at Postlight as well. And so we knew what we knew a thing or two about parsing a filthy, dirty web page. Right. And inside of that. Process is is the, what we'd call the web parser, right. and it was it's inside of Mercury. It's worth noting what we had was older. We had an older code base. We were Correct. we were falling back on some of the readability work, and we knew what we wanted to change and wanted to make better and wanted to actually kind of wipe clean and do better yeah. and do faster. And so we we took this as an opportunity to. Write a new web parser, effectively. Yep. And that's what the Mercury web parser is. That was a, a coder named Adam Pash took that on. Did a wonderful job yep, with it. Just, and that was one of the things we launched under the the labs banner.
1: And also Gina Trapani did quite a bit of work on uh, Mercury. Correct. So she's uh, one of our directors of engineering. She was a podcast guest earlier. Yes, The second thing we launched is a... So we should tell people what that is. It is so you can still convert anything to AMP. That works fine. Yep. And you can
0: convert any web page to a more readable version of that web page. Even lower than that, it's data. It gets turned into data. So if you just want the headline, the author, the body of text of an article, the images that are relevant to the article, they get parsed out into an output that can then be anything. You could turn it into text-to-speech. You could use it to power your mobile app. You could migrate data. Yeah, and Uh, what we have is the tool. It's an API. You call
1: it. You say, turn this page into data. It does it. And then what we do is we have a very simple rule system that we've created, what, probably hundreds now, probably fairly soon to be thousands of rules for large websites that... Are finicky. Yeah, that are finicky, that let you truly identify what that data is. So It's a very useful tool. It's a powerful, powerful tool. And now what we did is we took out all the dependencies that used to be in the AMP converter, and we put them into... The AMP converter is now powered by the Mercury web parser.
0: Correct. And that was made available, and that's that's free, by the way, mercury.postlight.com. That was one of the things we released at the party under the PostLight Labs banner. And then there's this really cool very lightweight, Node.js framework that we put out called Lux. That's right. It's a work of a programmer named Zach Golba. Yes. Very talented engineer at PostLite. And that's also out there at lux.postlight.com. L-U-X.postlight.com. That's right. So you've got Mercury, where Parser, you've got Lux. And then we built a tool for Slack. So for those that don't know what Slack is, as you all know, Email brings you nothing but trouble in your life. If anybody's following the news, Paul, yeah, don't use email. Just ever. talk
1: to each other. I love email.
0: Call each other. Different subject. It's been getting a rough rap, right? That's this just, has been a rough year for email. Email can be great, but we'll move on. All right. Slack has taken off in a very big way. It's a group chat. And it is exploded inside of organizations and companies yeah. as a tool to communicate in real time with your coworkers, with your team members, and the like. So... A problem arose for the likes of you and me, Paul, and others that are outside of Project. What happens is in Slack, you can organize your rooms, let's call them rooms for a second, or channels, against the projects inside your organization. So if you have Project X, there's a Project X channel where all the members that are involved in Project X talk to each other in that channel. And then there's another channel called Project Y, and all the members talk there. So at any given time right now at PostSite, there are 10 projects happening this has been a killer for me because one of the ways i like to know what's going on in the organization i hate pulling people into meetings
1: and i hate asking people to write summaries but status reports i need to know what's up in my company correct so i'll go in and read chat logs and it's the way i
0: describe it's like uh, listening to a conference call backwards it's really hard to surmise the state of things the broader summarized state of things the state of the union right of the, that project yeah. by just going into the chat because it's so low level. It's Who so the happening. last 20 minutes right. and it's hard to tell what's up. So we built a tool that essentially asks that team to please just, could you just summarize what's going on? right? And we're going to take that summary and make it available to people outside of that channel in a really easy way.
1: This is very simple too. Like It's not, it's it, really it, ba- not
0: conceptually difficult.
1: It's just... A little bot that says, Hey, can you tell me what's going on? Correct. And you you type you type what's going on and then it saves it and you can then look at it later. Correct. You can look at it on a web page, you can look at it inside of Slack. What it means is that we have twenty projects going a postlight. I can quickly ask for a status update once a week and I'll get it and it's asynchronous and it happens right inside of Slack.
0: Correct. You don't have to go to a form or sign into something else or whatever. It's really streamlined. And you get this dashboard that has summaries of each of those channels, each of those projects. And it's a great way to get a bird's eye view of what's going on in an organization. It's it's really powerful tool. So it's, it's built built mostly
1: by a, a programmer named Jeremy Meck, yes. one of our directors of engineering. Uh, a lot of design work from Matt Quintanilla, and actually the lead designer was
0: Janet. Janet Kim. Janet Kim. It's actually strangely simple piece of software, but solves a really filthy problem. It's kind of, you expect more sort of bulleted lists of features here, but that's the point of this thing, is that it kind of boils it down. It tries to boil down information. And
1: the funny thing with it is, usually you need software to kind of be annoying this yeah.
0: one is different because I need, to, like,
1: I need to use it. I've been using it, yeah. And I go in and I hit the little bell that says "Remind people to update." I yeah. do it once a week, and then we go into our manager's meeting, and we're fully updated. It's very powerful. Like, I but... just get enough signal to to know, like, it doesn't let you dig down into a project and figure out what's going right or wrong. Yeah. It just is like if people are saying it's going well, and you yeah. trust them, you now know enough. So if you run into a client on the street and they're like, "Hey, how's our," Design thing going, you can be <laughs> right. like, great. You
0: know, I just was talking with the team about it this morning. Right, exactly. And also, there's—I don't know if there's a worse feeling than walking up to the team. Oh, I hate and it. say, "Hey, how's it going? Hey, how's like, it? Oh, just, it's just—it's it's the just, boss checking in. It's like the dad with his like tan slacks walking into like the eleven-year-olds." Room getting people to email out. you a status update. It's, it's like, terrible yeah, thing. no one's gonna do it right. So, so too, we, we're not interested in ever making money, Paul. We, so, so too is also free. It's at get so to that's G E T S O T U dot com, and it's free if you were using Slack. Go install it. It's uh, so too stands for State of the Union. So that's Labs, right?
1: What do we had? We had the Mercury Web Parser on top of the Mercury Amp Converter, mm-hmm. Lux, mm-hmm. and Lux was a, a long-term labor love, and we sort of brought it into Labs and uh, designed it. Put named a Darryl, spotlight on it, Daryl Hanley, uh, a designer at Postlight, it's did really a great nice job, work. just like a Keeping nice a look and feel, a nice website to yeah. present this thing. Lux is great, by the way. I you know, I've been looking at it and reading through the code. Like it's it's, it's a wonderfully simple. It's this very simple way to build a web API yep. in the world of node and JavaScript.
0: Yep. And very powerful. So it feels good to talk about stuff we did, not just we're gonna have a labs with lab coats. So we're walking the walking the walk. Is that the phrase? We're shipping products. We're shipping stuff. And we want to keep shipping stuff and there this is just the beginning. The mayhem we will... Wa- this is a phrase I, I throw at you sometimes. I think you throw at me too, Paul Ford. Is that we want to cause trouble. If we're not chaos, creating a little bit of disruption, then the lab isn't really doing its thing. People and, should be
1: worried about what we get up to. <laughs> Fair. They should be like, God, those guys might screw this up for me. I should get in touch.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's where we're at. uh, Yeah, we're looking to to get new business through fear. (laughs) Exactly. Well, I mean, look,
1: it's a different approach to business development. We got a couple new labs projects underway. We're going to share those out. Mm -hmm. Uh, We'll we'll talk about them when the time is right. We're starting to collaborate
0: with other companies that want to do labs projects, which is very cool. We would love. To find partners to do lab stuff with.
1: Well, it's a neat way. I mean, in terms of our larger business, right? You can come in and do something fast with us over the course of a couple months. Test the proposition or Then take that back to your company and just say like, look, here's what it looks like. Here's how it works. Here it is on your phone. Should we go forward? Yes. And there's nothing makes an argument better than a product people actually want to use. Like it's just, it's much less expensive than actually building the whole thing.
0: Yep. So that part's good. Yep. You know, here's the, the other thing worth sharing, Paul. We put labs out because we built a bunch of stuff and we want to let the world know we're a, we're a labs type of place. Yeah. But there's still a lot of scaffolding up as to what labs is internally. For example, is labs a space? Do you move into a room that, is, that has a big sign on it that says labs so that when you're in the labs, you're literally physically in the labs? Is it? Is there a jury that decides if something is greenlit to be a project? These are Will open. there be? These are the open questions. I think, you know, right now
1: it seems to be that we need some sort of way to determine what comes into labs.
0: We do. We do. And, and
1: Look, right now, the ultimate arbiters of where money gets moved around in the organization are mostly you
0: and me. This is the other thing worth pointing out. There is no grant... There's no foundation that is funding lab stuff. We are funding our own lab
1: stuff. What's going to be disruptive? What's going to be interesting?
0: What's going to teach us how to work
1: together? Exactly.
0: You've called me a rapacious capitalist in the past, Paul Ford. Yeah. And I just want to point out that we could be taking a lot of this money home, but instead we're going to buy lab coats and we're going to buy beakers and we're going to do lab stuff. We are. Capitalists take money home, I think. I'm not sure, actually. I don't know what the hell we are. This is like post-cap. I don't know what this is. This is is a post-capitalist labs. All I want is not to be bored. (laughs) It's the only reason that I did this with you. And we get to keep doing it, right? That's the whole thing. I Um, I just
1: want to not be bored. And and so far, Postlight has delivered admirably. I'm never bored by this company.
0: For better or worse. For better
1: or for worse. yes, It is interesting.
0: You know, we're looking at how other labs work. Like, obviously, there's labs on a massive scale, like Microsoft Research and things like that. But there's also... Those look so much fun. Like, you just walk down the hall, and you have a cup of coffee, and you're like... Hey, Mike, how
1: you doing? He's yeah. like, oh, I'm getting my concept graph in, in order. Yeah. When's that going to go
0: out? He's like, well, working on the paper, probably Q4 2019. Yeah, you know, I actually was talking to someone at Microsoft recently. Yeah. And they were telling me how a lot of the stuff that materialized out of Microsoft, like Photosynth, like yeah. all these weird products, they've got some cool stuff. They've, you know, Mike, People often don't look at that corner of Microsoft. No, Microsoft
1: Labs is for real.
0: It's There's a lot of really cool stuff. Yeah. A lot of it is not through formal process. It's just seventeen engineers at like Red Robin. Oh, really? Deciding they're going to do it, and all of a sudden, some concepts have been proven out, and the managers just or whoever, however way it's structured, sort of just get out of the way. It's like, all right, you know what? Finish this, and they just let them keep going. I mean, that's that's the classic engineering mindset, right? Like they do the like they're they're going to fix the. The mail merge right. part of Word, but after like seven o'clock, they all gather and they're building this thing that does crazy stuff with photos or can pick up, you know, facial gestures or whatever it may be. And they can't help themselves. So look, I got an
1: idea. I come to you. This is, let's let's tell people how labs actually works. I come to you, and I say, Rich, we gotta do something about distribution. Right. Okay, so what is distribution?
0: Well, that's a very broad term. Okay.
1: So let's just say distribution. It's like I want to get more people reading web content. Okay. Okay. So what can we do with labs?
0: Lots, right? I mean, right now- That's how it works, ladies and gentlemen. I (laughs) mean- No, I mean, look, you're you're backing into a much bigger conversation around where most content is ending up these days and doesn't seem to make it out anymore. But people do come to us with very broad questions, like very how, broad questions. How do
1: we what do we do about distribution? There's all these centralized places like Facebook or Twitter or whatever. We want to do something new. Exactly. Okay, so where do we
0: start? Uh, I think then you have a a I, let's. I, I don't want to use the word brainstorming because it's deeper than that. You get in a room. More, you get in a room, and it's more. Sometimes you can even probe more technically as to the feasibility of an idea. You and figure whatnot. out the goal too. You're just like, do yeah. you Want more audience? Do you need more yeah. money? Like, what is the yeah. thing that we're actually going for? here? And I think you know this is the place we want to be at, right? Because what's fortunate about where we are is that there is no like I don't have to go asking daddy now, for like if you have that great idea inside of a large organization. And you want to bring it to life, I, you can just imagine the maze, both financial and political, you're going to have to walk through to get that right. sign off. It's incredibly, incredibly difficult. I mean, I mean, well, you got to move people around too. You got to move people hard. around. You got to sell it yeah. a lot to different stakeholders for people to sign off because people don't just think about is that is that a good idea? They think about do I want my name near this right. when it blows up right. in four months? So I'm not going to come near it. And and what happens is they chip away at it. They're like, you know, that's really good, but forget that part three. Should be yellow. And by the time you come out of the other end of that maze, the thing is not... What it was in the beginning. So you come
1: to us, right? And, and you could just be somebody coming off the street. You could be coming from a company. You could be a, an employee at late, And you mm-hmm. say, I want to think about ways to get more traffic or yep. more whatever. And we sit down in a room. We're like, well, here are the ways that some people have done it in the past. And yep. then you kind of come up with a little hypothesis. You're like, if we could go out and test this, that would be good. That's what yeah. you say. And then you go and you say, what are the things that are freely available? Like the?" open source tools, the right. the, the frameworks. What How can could, you pick
0: up off the shelf? What's the fastest way to get this,
1: this done? Then where can we add value by gluing those things together? Correct. And you go out not with the actual product, but with the thing that you can use to test and understand the market.
0: Right. That's what the minimum viable product really is. The idea is keep them short and tight, iterate. If it sticks, keep going. That's the another thing worth noting is that we don't just send these out into the world and hope for the like if it takes off, we're going to put muscle behind it. Like if something actually has traction and, and we see real interest in it, we could, I could see us continuing to put energy towards it or find other partners to help us put energy towards it.
1: You know what? It just takes a while, too. Like It goes out and it's like a couple months
0: while you, while you have to figure out what this thing is like now that it's really in the world. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So lots to learn, even though we're out there. Even though we're scratching the itch, there's still tons to learn. <sighs> All right, let's go to a whiteboard. We've got many. If anybody
1: wants to talk to us, they should just send an email. Contact
0: we're at postlight.com Contact
1: at postlight.com They can hit us on the web at postlight.com And they can go to iTunes and rate this podcast Give us a good rating please. We'd like five stars Even though my voice is kind of rough with this cold I'd still appreciate a good rating Yes I'm Paul Ford Rich Ciotti And this is Track Changes Thanks all, have a great week Bye